Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. This. <laughs> it's come to this. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled. Oh, man. Yeah, it's come to this. I feel like we should turn the lights down a little bit almost. It's, in, it's 4 a.m. It's pitch black. <laughs> it's been 500 days of darkness. A couple two-year-olds wandering around in here, bumping yeah, into things. That's us. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast, and uh, we got an interesting one tonight. This is a movie, I think. This is one of those, like... <laughs> I'm never the kind of person that says, yeah, I could do this athlete's job better than this athlete. Mm. But sometimes, if a quarterback went like 0 for 2 with two interceptions, I'd go, I could maybe do that. I could maybe get there. And we're now at the point where we're going to the movie theater to see movies where we're like, we could make a movie. Mm. People could make a movie. And I kind of love that, and I also kind of love the carny aspect of it, but I'm also kind of mad about it. <laughs> We're talking skinamarink. This is a challenging one, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's supposed to be challenging. And uh, yeah, it's a movie that basically one guy and some friends made for fifteen thousand dollars Canadian dollars. I love, <laughs> I love it. So it's like God probably ten thousand dollars, and it's one of the weirdest movies you'll see in a long time. I hate how much I've thought about this movie for the last like two weeks. Cause I keep waffling between feeling like I got tricked mm. and also saying, but there's something but what there. About? Right? Yeah. And so it makes me, I've talked about, and I've thought about this movie more than, more than a lot of movies that cost at least twice what this movie cost. <laughs> yeah. A whole 30 grand. Yeah. I've washed, <laughs> I've wiped $30,000 movies straight out of my memory. Yeah. No, I mean we've watched shot on video movies with a bigger budget than fifteen grand. Definitely. And this is just something new entirely. And I this guy got it into a theater. Tons but, of theaters. Yeah, it's on Shutter right now. It's a Shutter original. Uh so uh This was getting this has been getting buzz. Oh this yeah. This is a movie that people for good or bad are talking about. This is a very polarizing movie, definitely online. A lot of people are saying it's the scariest movie they've seen, most unsettling movie they've ever seen kind of thing. And then a lot of people who are also pointing out that it's 100 minutes of a hallway <laughs> and ceilings and doors. This is a movie about children moving furniture not in the a middle lot, of the night. Yeah, not a lot to uh, delve into plot-wise. This is a movie about a couple of kids who just won't let their parents get a, a night of sleep. <laughs> For well, like 280 nights. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a this is a nightmare on film. This is a kid waking up and dad's not there, and they just kind of wait it out. The doors have been changed or disappeared. Windows are gone. Windows doors are, are gone. gone. Things There's start happening, and uh, something scary's happening down the hall. You yeah. move a couch in front of the hallway. You know, I feel tricked that I went to see this movie twice. And I love that this movie made me see it twice. I wanted to know the story. It made me think so much about so little. Mm. I appreciate a, a, a minimalist 
take on things, right? But when I see the scariest movie of all time, I bo- I laugh and I also love it. This is one of those great like five star or one star movies. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. That's the most embraceable thing. That's, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a special thing when you connect to something that maybe not everyone is connecting to. And I have to say, I don't know if I connected to this movie. Same. Um, I really admired what they did. I really respect the drive that this guy had to make this vision. I, I love that it's a unique vision. Mm-hmm. I have some problems with it that make me maybe not like it as much as other people, but there's some good scares and some really creepy moments and... Uh, it's just an interesting take on like doing a nightmare kid, a you know, budget vi- like the perspective person. of a child yeah. is uh, really captured here for sure. I have loved my last few week relationship with Skinamarink, right. which is that a thing? Is this like a Sharon Lois and Bram's elephant show thing? Maybe. Well, it- <laughs> like, I don't know. Is that the nightmare? Is that like the- me waking up and seeing the early AM creepy Canadian uh, Nickelodeon shows like Sharon Lois and Bram just like this feels beamed from another dimension right. and something's wrong with those puppets man yeah <laughs> <laughs> just the same kind of nightmare feeling I'd have watching you can't do this on television it's mm. like this isn't from here this is not real these are they milk so much in this movie out of you know how it looks kind of scary when things are dark exactly right that's it that's the scares in this movie is you know how sometimes things look different when it's dark because you can't see them as well? Yeah. Or just that, yeah. To me, like, the big scare of this movie is that that sense of, remember when you were a kid and you really depended on mom and dad to be there? Yeah. And that feeling of when they weren't around? Oh, yeah. And that, uh, feel, that panic that sets in when you, might be, when you think you might be lost. Mm-hmm. When you might get accidentally separated from your parents in public, you know? Yeah, it happened a lot. I imagine waking up as a four-year-old if your mom and dad are just not there, or at least dad. They keep calling for dad. Seems like maybe mom moved out. There was some like before the movie drama, right? Um, I almost, I gotta tell you, Eric, <laughs> I, I almost I first wanted, name basis. I wanted less to happen in this. <gasps> yeah, <movie. laughs> I'm with you. make it honestly. Mm-hmm. Like it was too explicit in like explaining things and having this demon start talking to them and telling them to do things. I wanted none of like, I just wanted the kids alone. Just, just experiencing that. Yeah. For for 90 minutes or whatever. In the beginning, you have dad calling the mom and saying that Kevin bumped his head and it's like, okay, so Kevin's something's wrong with his head. He's either in a coma or he's, having a nightmare or he's dreaming or whatever see i so if you don't have that i kind of i kind of like the idea of like they just wake up (laughs) and no one's home and are they dreaming are they not i don't know i feel like that in the beginning was a little bit like tipping the hand too much then yeah the the demon and the blood at the end it's just like i i don't know if i need such explicit like things actually happening now after you've made me sit here seeing things not happen for an hour I am a big fan. I've thought about this movie for two or three weeks, right? Enough to be like, nah, I need to go. I need to do it again. I need to crack this code. Yeah. And I still, I haven't thought of some of the things that you've said. I didn't think, <laughs> I've been thinking about it in terms of what, what if Kevin's a ghost? Mm. I don't know. What if Kevin's their dead child? I have no idea. Right. I wasn't thinking of any of that. It's such a, <laughs> that's why I say kind of maddening, but I also get, yeah, they should have done less. They're giving us too much, yet 
at the same time in the theater, there was that sense of like, all right, we know we're not getting anything here, right? <laughs> like, we all know it. It's, you say polarizing, and you say, you know, one star to five star, and I do love that. When I see the scariest movie ever made, I have to imagine this is a movie that scares white people. <laughs> this is a white people scary movie, right? It is Canadian again. Yeah. This is this is scaring the whites. I think that is the only uh, the only answer. This is this oh, is. Man. I don't know if this is quite like my friend Anna calling me up in tears after seeing the Blair Witch. Mm. Brother, people in 1999, we thought the Blair Witch was real. Now you want to talk about a movie that scared the shit out of me? Yeah, the Blair Witch Project in 1999. That was the movie where I first like was like, I need to go on the internet. And read about this. <laughs> I need to know more about it. It was like, Mom, we need a computer because I need to go on the internet to learn about a movie. <laughs> because I don't know what the fuck's going on. But that that movie terrified me the entire runtime. Yeah. The entire runtime. Totally. I was so scared. And this yeah. scariest part, man, my friend Anna is calling me. She saw it up. Her family lived way out on Piner Road in the forest. Mm-hmm. And then she's home alone skinnamarink style she's calling me up on a friday night in tears came from a fun night out at the movies with friends to just the most scared she's oh, ever been in her life the com- the internet our 1999 internet like oh. wasn't working and she was getting more and more hysterical because she had to find out more info about the blair witch it was real to us man yeah yeah and i think I don't- yeah that's how that's how it feels like some people are taking this where it's just like I felt intense dread for a hundred minutes, and yeah, there's a lot of that. But uh, I don't know. There's like jump scares in it, which are when you're. I was watching it on Shutter, and I had my wireless headphones in, mm-hmm. and I about blew my eardrums out t- three times when they just hit you with the loud feedback jump scare. So here's my little I was like, like I like don't get me that. Just give me shit in the shadows for ninety my, minutes. My little journey through this this movie is kind of sitting there seeing this you know, 100 minutes of, like, hallways and ceilings and the crunchiest carpet you've ever heard. How yeah, crunchy man. was that carpet coming through for those headphones? This is supposed to take place in 95, but th- this is, like, a 8 millimeter from the 60s, like, <laughs> video and sound quality. It's got a real hiss throughout. Yeah, a lot, lot of tape hiss I and yeah. crunchy carpet. It's got to be tough to foley carpet steps Yeah, on a low budget, right? So it's got the crunchy carpet. It was a lot of like celery breaking in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I'm not scared sitting there watching it in the theater. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is there's there's probably five or six other people. I saw this on my birthday. Happy (laughs) birthday. On my birthday like a couple weeks ago. I saw it on Charlie's anniversary, man. (laughs) That's why I was celebrating. And I almost got my wife to go, hey, honey, I know it's our sixth anniversary. You want to see Skin of Marine? Skin of Marine. Whispering to her mid-movie, that guy's the skin of Marink. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I'm kind of watching it with like my arms folded. And I know there's there's like a whole family back up there. You know, there's somebody brought the kids mm. to a matinee of skin of Marink on the weekend. I know there's a couple scared people. And I'm just waiting for somebody to snap. Right. I'm sitting there just kind of like, all right, I know the drill here. I know where this isn't going, but somebody else is going to get upset. One of these people ain't going to have it. This is a movie scaring the whites, and I was the whites. <laughs> and nobody said a word. Nobody made a sound. Nobody mocked it. Nobody seemed scared. It was just this. 
Yeah. It's like eight people just kind of arms crossed, just watching something in a room that might have been a student film. Mm-hmm. That might not it have de- been. Yeah. Right? Definitely felt like a student film. And we were all just kind of observing. I'm not scared. And I go home, and Sean and Jason saw it later that same day at a different theater, right? And we're all kind of talking about it, and we're all kind of annoyed. And we're all picking it apart and saying the things that we hated about it. We were all doing the, like, why do they need the jump scare sound? Why do they need the yeah. sound spike? Right? They could have just, they didn't need the spike. And so, yeah, we're all acting like we could do this better, right? I don't even know if this qualifies as a movie. <laughs> you know, really, really dragging on it, right? Yeah, sure. And then there was this spot in the conversation where it's like, we're all kind of realizing, like, there's movies we've loved that we've not been, like, exchanging this many paragraphs of uh, DMs, mm-hmm. right? And Sean butts in some, like, you know, I saw somebody say something. We're, like, having this over the span of three days. So we're finally acknowledging, like, okay, we've been talking about this movie for three days. That means something. Something's there, yeah. Something's there. Something's hitting some nerve, right? It's getting a reaction. And it's at least keeping itself in our brains long enough to really think about this. So then I started seeing the things about people talking about their personal experiences of, like, waking up. Something's different. You sense mm-hmm. something's different, but you're a child. You don't quite know how to deal with it, right? And then we all like, started connecting with this, right? This movie that we'd just been burying and not <laughs> being scared about at all. And that was a movie. Suddenly, the movie started feeling more real and more connectable. Because I had a, I had those moments waking up in our weird house. We live out in rural Healdsburg. Sure, growing up in a kid, gravel road, no street lights nothing but you know bright stars but house made some creaky noises mm-hmm. it's creaky snapping board noises oh man when you were out there feeling alone you felt alone you did not feel like you had a, a resource close by right but i remember those moments of waking up and your parents were in bed and you weren't supposed to be awake but either you couldn't sleep and so you're walking out sneaking through the house when you weren't supposed to beat up (laughs) so what if something bad happened during one of those nights did you have those nights were you ever those that specific moment in childhood when you're like i'm not supposed to be out here right now yeah i well actually i think one of my first memories is being put to bed in my own room and just being like well i'm not sleepy yet so i'm gonna get up and keep playing and then my dad coming and be like no you have to go to sleep (laughs) like that's a i was probably like two or three at the time Right. But yeah, I, we also moved, like, our family moved around a little bit. So it was uh-huh. a different house every, like, four or five years. See, that would be, to me, that would be even more disorienting. So, yeah, you have to kind of learn each house's sounds. And yeah, every house that was made in, in, in our lifetimes was creaky, <laughs> had pipes that would be like, ting, ting, ting. Right. Like, like, no one's using water sounds at two in happening. the morning. What's going on? Why is this happening? And yeah. There was one house we lived in where I swear it was footsteps in the hallway. Like it just sounded like every night footsteps. And then, and it, as a kid, and I was probably twelve by that time, you're like, no, it's just your, you know, you were old enough at that point to be like, no, you're just imagining things. Knock it off. And then later, I'm like, I kind of feel like that one was haunted. <laughs> that one might have. That been one real. might have been haunted. Yeah. <laughs> Those pretty consistent footstep sounds. But yeah, every yeah, man, every little sound. Let and, me tell you how fun it was to develop <laughs> the sleepwalking habit 
when I was a kid. Yeah. The first uh, time I started sleepwalking. That's another theory of this movie, too, where it's like he was sleepwalking and, and uh, yeah, is imagining these things. Yeah. One night, man, I, I was probably, yeah, 11, 12, and I woke up somewhere and that feeling of like, I don't know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize where I'm at. And as I'm like waking up, I just, all I see is like a, a small flashing light and just this feeling of like, I have no idea where I am. And this is not, you know, this is the first time this has happened, right? And I slowly come to realize this blinking is the 12 o'clock flashing on our VCR. Mm. And I'm way at the other end of the house from my bedroom on like a couch. So I have to go down a set of stairs through like a garage, through the laundry room, through the living room, kitchen, hallways. I made it all the way through this house, right? And I come back to my room and my bed is stripped of all piece of... Every sheet, right? Whoa. No idea. I eventually find him wadded up in a ball shoved behind a bathroom door. It's like, what the fuck was I doing? That's crazy. And how did nobody else notice I was doing it? Yeah. No no one woke up from that? Nobody. I have no memory of doing it until I woke up. No clue how long it took me to do any of this. Mm. Just one day it happened. I've woken up outside. Damn. Man, my sleepwalking habit was like a six-year thing, and then it just... It left did late it. teens. Well, that's good. Never done again. Can't wait. You'd have to be in a sleeping bag like uh, Mike Birbiglia. <laughs> you just tied in tight, my, just my wiggle you suit. Up. Yeah. <laughs> God. So, yeah, man, just being out in the house, waking up where you're like, I have no idea where I'm at. That's Yeah, that would be freaky. I can Yeah, I can't imagine. I never had that, obviously, to worry about, but I would, so- have the, I would have the nightmares within the nightmares oh, thing geez. happen. Oh, <laughs> jeez. So you think you've woken up, but you're still dreaming. I've seen that which, in movies I, and books, but which I've is never... Not sli- like, I wouldn't get up and sleepwalk, but I would wake up, and uh, there was one in particular I remember having a really bad... I used to have... My mom said I used to have night terrors. I don't really remember this. Oh, jeez. Just, like, screaming in my sleep kind oh, of man. stuff. Oh, man. But I, I, I have... night at your friend's I house have who pretty has vivid, night terrors? pretty vivid dreams, which are, I'm getting annoyed by, Still, frankly. Still vivid? Yeah, yeah. Still you have recurring just, ones? You have uh, running themes, like, like stories that continue, recurring places, yeah, yeah, uh, events, yeah, in in the dreams. But anyways, the one I remember as a kid that really messed me up was thinking I was had woken up from the dream. My dad comes in to comfort me. He's like, he's like, let's go out in the living room and talk about it. And I remember being like, that, never done <laughs> that never before. Done and he leads me out to the living room and the couch just opens up like the thing, a giant mouth, what? and like tries to eat me. And then I wake up. You have a... See, I've seen this like, in movies, usually yeah. played for like a jump scare kind of thing. I didn't think people actually could do this. Yeah. I had a dream like that a couple years ago. It was like seven deep. It just kept... I just kept waking up. Oh my god! Still in the dream. Seven deep? Like so many times. <sighs> Where then when I finally did wake up, I was like, I am not going back to sleep. Is there a thing that led? Is this from a movie? Is this, or is this just one of those great nightmares that we don't know why we're afraid of this thing? We're just having these same nightmares for some I don't reason. Know. Yeah. Oh man. The brain's just got something in the loop. Yeah, man. But yeah, so I connected with this movie on that kind of idea of like this is kind of like that feeling of a nightmare. It opened up the movie a lot for and, me. Think, yeah. exper- actually putting myself in the perspective of like a five-year-old and remembering what it was like as a five-year-old and 
that's what kept kind of nibbling away at me and made me go see it like a less than a week later. <laughs> this movie that I hated and was just like scoffing at, like they got me. It ruined and my birthday. I'm, then I'm paying more money to see it again. Like, all right, this time I'll <laughs> angrily just, putting the money on the camera. Yeah. All right, two for scammering. Yeah. God damn it. And <laughs> and I connected with it the second time. Mm. I got into it. One thing I'll say the first time through. That surprised me. I was trying not to look at my phone. What I thought was like 15 minutes into the movie. Right? Don't do it. Give this movie a chance. Let it let it hypnotize you if it must. Right. And I did look at my phone and was shocked to see that it was an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Oh, yeah. So you'd almost gotten there. I did. I had gotten lulled into this thing. Sitting here going like, oh, man, I'm going to be here all afternoon. I'm like, oh, shit, we're 20, we're 20 from the stretch? Mm-hmm. We're there? So that stuck with me a bit. Like, that's interesting. This movie I thought was dragging. Turns out way more time has passed. Yeah, it's, it's very slow, but I think, uh, yeah, I had the same kind of reaction where I wasn't looking at the phone or... or getting distracted by it. I was really trying to give it my all, trying to see Same. what was in that dark. Yeah, I was I was not looking to hate. I wanted to be sucked you know, in. You hear about something that's affecting people it's this like, much. Yeah, I, I think probably why no one is talking in the movie when you saw it is like you're just waiting for the thing to happen or yeah. for the bad stuff to really, you know. So even early on in the movie, they're kind of talk. The two kids are talking like, why, why is no one coming to get us? And this and that. And then you hear something like rumble up in the upstairs. And they're like, oh, I think we should be quiet now. Like yeah. stuff like that was what got me the most. So I I movie. complained. We all complained about the sound spikes mm-hmm. and that and those kind of tricks that felt more like tricks. And that those those took me out of that lull of that uh, of that moment. I agree. And we were all you know kind of dumping on. It's like they didn't they didn't need to do the oral. They didn't, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't need to do this right. They. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I'd already convinced myself, like, look, either I'm watching this for an hour and 40 minutes, admitting that it's a gimmick, mm-hmm. but the sound spikes are like, are you, don't tell me it's a gimmick. Come on. Yeah. Either commit to the bit, right? And I will say, seeing it again the second time, they didn't really bother me. Hmm. They actually really fit with the overall tome. It has that same hiss that when you notice you've been listening to this seashell discordant sound in a racer head. Yeah. It's ever present this just noise level right and that noise level it's jarring but it was jarring more in a way where oh it kind of like ah, i realized i've been sucked into the movie again right so it kind of acted as like a real mm-hmm. in well-intended jump scare i appreciated the sound a lot more the crunchy carpet still throws me but the sound <laughs> and i appreciate that there is a linear story here mm-hmm. first time when i was watching it, it really did just feel like there's a random collection of creepy corners and hallways, and look at how spooky this uh, wall socket looks when it's 3 a.m. Never yeah. seen a 3 a.m. wall socket, huh? That looks thing looks like was a little face, right? Yeah. <laughs> Could look like a face if you're looking for a. Like, yeah, okay, okay. So I liked following this little story of a kid up at night. Maybe he was sleepwalking, fell down the stairs early. Maybe that's what made him sleepwalk. Maybe he's afraid of the dark and he's always getting up, and these parents never get a night of sleep. Who knows how much time has passed through some of this? Is it mm-hmm. one night? Are we seeing the the dissolution of this marriage in little brief snippets? Is it all from like many nights? I love when the cameras 
going up to the side of the parents' bed. And you remember those days where your parents' bed was like at the top of your head. Yeah. And the camera's looking up at your dad and you know, you're, you're kind of just like brushing you away as you're, like you're a cat. I love those. I appreciate that a lot more the second time, being really put at the vantage point of a you, child. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're looking at the ceiling and the, and uh, the top of the house so much because yeah, that's how a kid looks at the world. They're sitting on the floor looking up. Yeah, there's a scene early on where you see kind of the the door. The door handle is like way up hot, way up high. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that felt that felt like very well done. The the perspective of the kid. It worked so much better for me the second time through where you're actually following. There actually is the story there to follow. And I actually was enjoying the story the second time. I really enjoyed this movie the second time through. Hmm. This movie that kind of upset me and dared to make me think about stuff that might not be there. You never, Nobody ever wants to get got. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy putting meaning on the stuff where the guy's like, no, it just turns out it was green. <laughs> the green did not mean anything we'd had access to green you know you don't want to be the overthinker and ascribe meaning to things that aren't but i don't think this movie's asking you to do that i like the way it's kind of asking you to relate to why this might be scary it's not going to ever be something that's the scariest movie of all time for me yeah it really made me think about confronting those things as kids and how the silliest things could be scary trees scratching up against my window the wisteria hanging outside my window mm-hmm. the possum in that wisteria well that's the scariest day of my life a possum <laughs> if you saw a possum looking up from a child with an eight millimeter uh, lens <laughs> yeah. grainily filling in on that possum eyes it's a loud hiss all of a sudden <laughs> that that loud sound spike hiss man that possum's a jump scare big time i get it the disorienting effect i really appreciated more the second time you said, you know, you moved around a bit. You're always getting used to a new layout. Finding your way to the new bathroom in the dark. Mm-hmm. Right? Not wanting to turn on every light in the house in the dark. My bedroom was right across from my parents. We couldn't turn on stuff. We right. couldn't sneak. But when I was little kid, seven, eight years old, we, like, changed the layout of my room. The bed's now going to be pushed under this window. This bookcase is going to be moved. Totally changed it, right? Yeah, you do that every now and then. Sure. Yeah, freshen this up and... I woke up that first night, and it's as if there was no door in the bedroom anymore. Mm. I was used to a specific path into and out of there, and suddenly in the, you know, haziness of sleep, I had no idea where the door was. I was panicked. I had to pee, and I had no exit (laughs) out of this bedroom. I was now in, like, a doorless fortress, right? You got, and you got I, I pissed in the corner of my closet <laughs> oh, no. consciously. I said, wow. I have to establish a pee corner. Wow. I'm never making it out of here, and I'm not peeing my pants. Boy, when I finally found a light switch, how dumb did I feel? <laughs> that door was like four feet away, but that thing might as well not have been there. I had no idea where was I was Was this something at. you hid from your parents? or was, No, was I told like, them. Eric... I, t- I was like, this, <laughs> Why? this room layout messed me up. I had no idea I was at, man. Gotta come clean, guys. I'm going to come clean. I was lost. <laughs> I panicked. I had no... I panicked. I had no idea mm. where I was at in this bedroom. This, my, this like, 8 by 14 That's funny. room, man. So suddenly when the things start looking different and you can't find your way out, and it's like, the door was there. Like, yeah, the door was there. It's still in the same spot. Didn't move. My bed moved 90 degrees. That was it. Mm-hmm. I was done because I was a dumb child. 
<laughs> we're dumb kids. We were all dumb. We don't know how things work, right? Yeah. We barely learn how to open doors. We can be very easily tricked. If a demon enters our house, we can be persuaded. <laughs> yeah, we have no defense against that demon. What was I going to do? Sitting there in Legos at 3 a.m. watching Merry Melodies? <laughs> the other, yeah, the other thing that this movie definitely got right was the amount of like old 1930s and 40s cartoons you watched as a kid. Now, I... <laughs> You know, I would have been uh, four in the '80s. Yeah, and but even in the into the '90s, I remember uh, just how much like Betty Boop and Looney Tunes <laughs> was on. We used to watch Rocky and Bullwinkle. You know, oh, I know all the time. Looney Tunes was was like it was everywhere, omnipresent yeah. in my childhood. Yeah, it was, and all the references on. from Looney Tunes were to actors from like the '30s. Is <laughs> <laughs> all the oldest jokes we grew up with? All these old bits. They still worked. I watched Looney Tunes today. It, Still makes me laugh. It's the yeah. funniest stuff. This is universal. Whenever you see Peter Lorre, you're like, the guy from all the Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. The guy that they made look really bad in the Looney Tunes, <laughs> right? We're just getting all the Orson Welles jokes. All these vaudeville stars are like, is that a zing? And then Animaniacs would do that, too, in the 90s. Like, <laughs> yeah. Guys, this is a new show. We don't have to make the Orson Welles, <laughs> Peter Lorre references. They're all there. No, that's what you do. And so, yeah, them just when having the, the Merry Melodies going at 3 a.m., like, Yes. Yeah. That feels like 1995. That yeah. felt right. That checked out. And yeah, man, I'm watching Mary. Ma- I would stay up. Once I learned I could stay up until 1 a.m. and watch American Gladiators on a Saturday night, mm. I was sneaking out to watch American Gladiators quietly in the living room. My parents probably would be fine watching it, but 1 a.m. is beyond the pale. Right. There are rules. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Got to go to bed. So yeah, just the fun of sneaking out. Or when I first started sneaking out to watch Saturday Night Live. Like, I never had to worry about a demon telling me to come down to the basement. <laughs> I probably Thankfully. would have been persuaded. Well, you know, it's, uh, yeah. And this movie, to me, uh, I I hit on just that idea of the imagination playing with you at night, especially, right? Like, imagine, like, I, I kind of just took it all as, like, imagining the doors and the windows disappear, or, you know, we had like the popcorn ceiling, right? And just all the faces you would see in the, in the, that, those random patterns. My parents never got rid of our popcorn ceiling. Yeah. My bedroom from childhood still got that popcorn ceiling. Yeah. I, I have, yeah, I can remember just, and you know, you kind of let your eyes uh, just go in the dark, go unfocused and things are moving and swirling a little bit. Just, yeah. That, that And then your kid imagination just runs with that. And it's like, oh, I definitely saw my pants get up and move around last night. It is easy to work <laughs> yourself into that shoot, yeah. man. It is easy to trick yourself into seeing things that are not there. You can see shapes, like you said, vivid imaginations as a kid, right? Yeah. I cannot wait till we do our My Family's VHS taping of It episode. <laughs> I know where the tape... I keep for, always forgetting that. It's like every time I leave my parents, like that means I got to go up there again. I'm into one more bargaining agreement to see them <laughs> one more time because I keep forgetting this tape. Gotta get that tape. Seeing that movie when I was eight, nine years old just ruined the next several years of living in that house for me. Mm. Every time I was alone in that house, it was just like, I know I don't need to check over my shoulder down the hallway <laughs> to make sure there's no clown just peeking. That was the worst, man. Right. Just picturing the guy peeking around the corner. And you would sit there and I'd be... Indian style, playing video games, and just like eventually, though, you have to look. It's the same mm. as like, 
Yeah, I'm feeling around in my back seat, making sure there's no person <laughs> back there. But what if I find a person <laughs> like that? Yeah. That'd be the worst reaction to reaching back there. Yeah, if what you're if I, already in the car, it's too late to check. If I'm just peeking around <laughs> my shoulder, it's just like, what would I do if there was a maniac there? Yeah, there better done. not be a clown. There better the not be Pennywise standing there. But it ruined the next few years of that because I couldn't help but look. And these kids can't help but look. Mm-hmm. I think the scary scene and... This did scare me the second time because this movie does deserve its credit for its hypnotizing feel. If you want to get into it, the runtime going by as quickly as it did for as little as was happening is a testament to something going right, Mm -hmm. I think. And I was lulled into a certain mood and a certain uncomfortability when that voice low whispers for the kid to come upstairs and tells him to look on his dad tells him to look under the bed. I don't care that nothing happens. I don't care that's nothing there. You're looking into the dark and I'm seeing things there. Yeah, that is one of the scariest scenes in the movie for sure. Just looking under the dark bed and just waiting for that boogeyman to sh- to pop just out. Just waiting. And me going in second time knowing that there's nothing there that's going to jump out. Mm-hmm. It makes no logical sense for me to be scared of this. I've seen this. I know this. I wasn't scared the first time. But you can work yourself into that shoot. And some of these movies could still get you to... It's still real. It can be real. I'm still... After seeing Nope, I was down here in my mm. kitchen getting some water. The lights were just dim enough. And in my brain, man, I just pictured what it would look like for to turn around and see a bloody chimpanzee. <laughs> Zero chance there's a bloody chimpanzee wearing little coveralls <laughs> yeah. standing behind me. But I could see that fucker standing right near where you're sitting. And yeah. It's just like, I'm not liking this turnaround right now, but... I was walking around my neighborhood the other day, and the, uh, you know they throw the newspaper at the driveway. And there was one where it was sta- the, the newspaper was standing straight up. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, is this my bad miracle moment? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking around like, all right, all right. I know if I see something standing up that shouldn't be, I'm about to get gordied. Just a chimp staring you down 15 paces on the sidewalk. No, 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 no. Keep your eyes on the the newspaper. The ways we can still work ourselves into it, right? The way that that doesn't quite leave. This movie got me tricked a second time. Not only did I pay my money to see it a second time, it tricked me a second time. <laughs> That's cool, right? Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. The scariest visual for me is that little telephone eyes in the dark, for sure. So that bugged me the first time, because I'm saying, why'd we need that? And now this time I'm watching the story, and I get that the kid was calling for help, and then the demon, that's when the kid says, like, how'd you do that? So like, oh, he made the phone turn into the toy phone. Yeah. The first time I'm just like, so it's dark, and then a kid sees the one of those phones we all had, and it gives me a boo face. I I liked when Give the me kid a break. when the kids uh, call a nine one one, and the nine one one operator is like that cartoon like. I love it. You're hearing all- yeah. It's just like a Zobla. <laughs> This is yeah. This movie's got kind of a funny way of like having subtitles, and you're like, I don't think there's any dialogue happening on the screen. They're just showing subtitles. You're hearing shuffles and murmurs, and I love. I I do like when we're getting subtitles. Yeah. I think the what I noticed this time is the subtitles around for the first twenty minutes, and I think that's part of the lulling in. 
Mm. You kind of don't totally notice when they go away. But it's like getting you on the movie's volume. It's getting you on to their level of quiet. You don't hear words being said necessarily. You and I are definitely hearing words. Mm-hmm. I definitely know everything that 911 operator said. And the whole time it's just going... <laughs> but I heard it. I think this movie lulls you down into its level. Yeah. And you're just hearing these things. So these spikes are... they're alarming because you're like it's giving you where you need to be right it's telling you the tone that it's going to be carrying yeah, things it's such out a, it's a whispered movie the whole time so yeah you're just really like just really listening in and then in it'll tune. be like and then it'll be like <laughs> come on come on skinamarink <laughs> you're taking a movie seriously called skinamarink even though you're like <laughs> even though you're like are they going to show the skinamarink are they going to show the rank? And they didn't even play the song. I kept I waiting for the kept waiting end for the credits l- to be like. <laughs> I am so pumped for the John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt sequel. <laughs> like I am so hyped for it. Is Skinnamarink exist in any other word than the Elephant Show? Do you know what I'm talking about? Am I the Sharon Lois and Bram? I don't know that in particular, but I know it the had, song. They had to be Canadian. Skinnamarink a Dinky Dink. It was a dude that looked like Cy Abelman. <laughs> or, sure. Or like Shell Silverstein. That was Bram. And then two gals, Sharon and Lois. And they just sang like kids' songs. Mm-hmm. It's one of those shows. Nickelodeon used to be for babies until like 10 a.m. Oh, yeah, sure. You're like, we, sh- we show the Ren and Stimpy after seven, but you're seeing Eureka's Castle at 9 a.m. <laughs> you know, it was like segregated for the small kids and the medium kids. Nick Jr., right? Mm hmm. And it was all Canadian. It was all weird. It all felt foreign. That's the only time I've ever heard the word skinamarink. And now, 25 years later, they're just like, we're doing it. I guess, Canadian. yeah. They're Canadian, right? They yeah. had to be. They had to grow up on this. I guess. I mean, I knew, like I said, I know the song yeah. from when I was a that kid. That word meant. I never knew it was from a, anything in particular. Maybe they don't own the rights to the song. I don't, I don't know which came first, the Sharon Lois and Bram or the skinamarink. I'm trying to think. Was that one of those songs that had like a, like you would do some kind of little hand dance with it or something well like i know there was a dance on touch the your nose show, or something but i don't know if that's the accepted universal skinamarink dance yeah. i'm sure different regions had different dances associated <laughs> with the skinamarink song you know the teapot's universal sure skinamarink is more like sometimes they use american cheese and they it's different yeah yeah depending on if you're in cincinnati or canada right but i kind of yeah it's kind of like how you do something with the patty cake i feel like there was a skinamarink thing with that Either way, these kids did not sing the song. I saw the skinamarink under that bed. Mm. That kid tells him, look, I'm picturing all what the skinamarink is. Yeah. Now, see, I never is thought of... I never thought the demon's name was skinamarink. <laughs> I never made that connection. Is skinamarink capitalism? <laughs> <laughs> is that... Is that what the Skinamarink is? I, I, I actually, about halfway through this movie, I was like, I think Dad's just drunk and like hung over in a room. Like, I think this is going to be some sort of like parental neglect movie. Until oh, it wasn't. Until it but wasn't. But I was, right. yeah, I was waiting for like the Skinamarink is the broken family in all of us. I, I really do. I really, I'm, you know, I think it's this word that has this connection to our childhood that we didn't ask to be there. It just sure. found us. We didn't ask to learn the word Skinamarink. Right. Nobody asked for that, but we all learned it somewhere, somehow. Some sang it. We just knew the words. So is this the movie called it? It's just that feeling of childhood. You learn things. 
Maybe supercalifragilisticexpialidocious right. was too. We all knew or it. copyrighted. It's the adult version of like all the adults know you talking to me. <laughs> no, I bet like ten percent of them know exactly where it's from. Right, I'm walking here. Yeah, it's a thing, right? Godfather, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so we all learned this stupid word. We all have it. We've never forgotten it for mm-hmm. some reason. I've forgotten way more important things than that word. So is that it? Some things they happen to us as kids, right? Some are harmless, like learning the dumbest word. And others are a demon getting us to come down in the basement so they can take our face. Yeah. You never know. That's a, that's a good jump scare. The sister with the sealed up that mouth was, and that face. Was, yeah. That was that a was cool, showing something. That felt like, yeah, that was like, okay, that's like an actual movie thing to see that. I knew that this was a white people horror movie when I walked into, when I walked out of the theater into the light of day. And there was like a, a loving Hispanic family, like almost huddled up after what they had just like spent their Saturday afternoon doing with a full popcorn. And I realized this family spent like $80 mm-hmm. to go to sk- And once I realized I couldn't quite like make eye contact with them, <laughs> like they got tricked into seeing a white people horror movie. <laughs> they got tricked into like, they, they didn't, they, they don't know what shot on video is. They didn't ask for well, this. Well, see, in Spanish, skinnamarink means happy fun time for a whole family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll take the kids. It's a kids movie. It's starring two kids. But it's just like Maybe they, they were just like, so uh, what's the third movie of the afternoon we're going to go into? I know. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those things where, man, the, they, Megan was out. Those kids should have, and I hope they snuck into Megan. Hopefully they got some Megan time. You know they snuck into yeah. Megan. You know they were hitting up Megan. <laughs> and... But imagine Megan's a crowd pleaser. They man. they actually went into Avatar Two Sans glasses. Just... <laughs> they saw that blurry as hell. They walked in an hour and a half they into Avatar Two. One movie's just all hallways. The other movie's out of focus. They watched this out of focus <laughs> whale get hunted and killed for thirty minutes, and we're just like, man, we do. These people are just making. I love it. Just yeah. seeing all these. They were there for every second of Skinamarink. And God bless those kids for sitting there. I don't know oh, what man. any of them took away. None of I, them have slept since. It's the, Maybe they're the, this is the scariest movie we've ever seen. I'm glad this movie scared people. Mm. I'm glad. I'm glad it tricked me into paying for it twice. I'm glad this movie played in a, in a real theater. Big theaters yeah. playing this movie. None of them even had real placards up. I think, I mean, this thing has made like over $100,000 in the theaters for being $15,000 budget. Maybe a million. I don't know. It's something it's it's This it's, is a hit. Yeah. It's a it's something where this guy is now going to be a legit getting offers from studios filmmaker. Very cool. That's the best. Yeah. You know, it's no different than a, the guy making Blood Feast. Come up with a, the most lurid title possible and tour it to enough drive-throughs on around the country with your own money. Go into town. It's it's William Castle. Yeah, this thing's almost made two million now. Actually, two mil in U.S. It's William and Canada. Castle. It's yeah. it's builds this word of mouth buzz. It played more and more theaters. This movie started on you know YouTube basically, mm-hmm. and it blew up to being played in theaters, making people ask, "Is this a movie? <laughs> is this even a movie?" And this isn't like uh, you know like uh, we saw Barbarian. It's like Zach Krager's first horror movie. But this is a guy. That's a guy who'd been working in the industry for ten years. This, I love when we get to see a real kind of outsider art kind of film. You know, the deadbeat 
by Don or the uh, yeah, like I said, the shot on video stuff, or even yeah, like Eraserhead, like David Lynch just in Philadelphia or wherever making, making this movie for, for seven, seven years. years. Yeah, like this definitely had a had a vibe of like David Lynch doing you know Poltergeist. When we screened you and I Deadbeat at Dawn for a room full of people who had mostly never seen Deadbeat at Dawn, we we let fifteen. 20 people see Deadbeat at Dawn in a theater. <laughs> and I guarantee nobody in that room had seen a movie like Deadbeat. Yeah. That is one man's brilliant personal vision that never got to play in theaters out here. Mm-hmm. We did it. And this idea that, yeah, man, this guy made a $15,000 movie and he's getting it played on the same day as A24 movies, as the same one screen over from Avatar. Right. One screen over from uh, Puss in Boots. He had some big L.A. screening, and it's like he's playing, you know, it's playing at this historic theater. Barbara Crampton's there. You know, it's just like, that's, the guy's living the dream. And and that is, that is kind of one of those things where it's like, you and I together right now have $15,000. Yeah. Like, we could. Do I have an idea that that I can confidently sell to the people? You've got a lot of corners in this house. There are angles. There are angles in this room. You've got adjustable lighting. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is kind of one of those like, man, maybe. Maybe uh, maybe you just got to do it. You know, if That's you're the, out there th- and you've got the idea and you've just, like, you can do it. It's why we That's what's connect so, cool. so well with these shot-on-video movies. That We've seen movies that cost $1,000. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen shot-on-video like Night Feeder that's like, this looks this is probably $35,000, $50,000. We've seen the cheap ones like Sledgehammer, mm-hmm. you know, Cards of Death. These movies are... These people made movies. They had an idea. They did it. It came out way better than it should have. <laughs> right. Sometimes you get a Miami connection that connects for different reasons, right? But shot on video, I it hits me so hard. These people want to make this movie. There's a reason mm-hmm. American Movie is a great documentary. This guy is killing himself. That is a driven man. Yeah. Yeah, He's exactly. killing himself on screen to make his movie. I will always respect that. How can I not respect? Yeah. Like, you guys did it. <laughs> this is an unabashed success. Regardless of whether it cracks my stupid top 20 of the year. Right. Or, yeah, it's like, uh, and I feel like such a this is such a cool time to see that happening. Because there's things like Shudder or all these, you know, very niche, you know, video companies that are looking for this material. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can do a, a movie like Terrifier. Like, people are loving it. And this guy's going to make, like, four more movies. And he's just doing what he loves to do. So we've I, I've never really lived through this era where direct-to-video level stuff is getting premier theater runs. Mm-hmm. As we've gotten less of that kind of stuff, it's now changed. So the budget is just weird in theaters right now. The mid-budget classics are gone. You're not getting the thirty-five to forty million dollar movies. You're getting the epics, and you're getting Christmas Bloody Christmas. Right. You know it is crazy, mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. It is kind of cool. I'm enjoying it. I'm glad this has been living in my brain for doing as little as they did. That's that's something. There's going to be a lot of movies that were probably better than this and more expensive than this that I am going to forget. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm going to forget this. So that's something. 
came to this. It did come to this. Ooh, it's on. Like I said, it's on Shutter. It's uh. Oh hour, yeah, it's like just came out. It's on an hour Shutter, and forty right? minutes of your time. Give but it a shot. Sink in. Give it a shot. Yeah. One star, five star. That's it. <laughs> are you a one or are you yeah, a five? Tell us which side are you on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I still don't know which I'm side I'm on. I'm a three. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I, leaning I, more good. I'm giving it a five star just because, like I said, the guy did it. He did and, it. And whatever. If it had nothing more, honestly, then come up the stairs, look under the bed. That's a win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was so well done. It scared me more the second time. That's great. There you go. That's the testament to that's it. There. A, that's a scared real you testament. more the second time. That's 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 uh, all you need, right? Yeah, that's a good praise, right that's there. That's a win. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening. Skin a rink your way down to theaters. <laughs> and good night.